greater than I wrote this post two years ago although I have been back to Pendle twice since then. I find it a fascinating place for its history but it's also a very beautiful and atmospheric area to walk. March 2020 Pendle Hill is famous among these parts of Lancashire, or should I say infamous? Have you watched Arthur Miller's The Crucible? Where a frenzy of hysterics erupted in an American society in the 1600s, and it was claimed some of the villagers were witches. Well, something similar happened in Lancashire. In England, the 1600s was a time of superstition, intolerance and persecution. King James I, who increasingly became more paranoid after the gunpowder plot, broadened the Witchcraft Act in 1604. And so there was, quite literally, a witch hunt. In 1612, in the Pendle area, Alizon Device cursed a peddler, and believed she lamed him. An investigation followed and the situation spiraled into a massive witchcraft trial, with other residents being arrested and a nine-year-old girl giving evidence against her family and neighbors. Nine of the witches were hanged at Lancaster Castle. This is a horror story fit for Halloween. Not because there is any devil worship or witches on broomsticks or wild cackling, but because a lethal blend of hysteria, superstition, paranoia and persecution got whipped up into a frenzy. On a happier note, Pendle Hill is also noted as the location where Quaker founder George Fox experienced a spiritual vision. Back to modern day and, thankfully, more tolerant times. At Barrowford's Information Center, the woman at the tourism desk was very helpful, giving us not only a map and directions on how to reach Pendle, but details about a sculpture and which trail. I always picture Pendle Hill as nearby but it always seemed an awkward place to reach from where I live. We have tried twice before to reach its dizzy heights of 557 meters. Once, it was snowing. The other time it was pouring with rain. On neither occasion did we reach the spellbinding hill, but only the thereabouts. Perhaps there was a curse and we will never reach it? Farley wasn't too far from Barrowford and thanks to the helpful information assistant, we recognized the landmarks as we drove past, including a statue of Alice Nutter one of the witches, or supposed witches, as more likely, in roughly. Fellow ramblers know the feeling of reaching a destination and then thinking, have I the right change for the car park? Luckily, Barley Car Park is very amenable, boasting many spaces, a charming cafe-slash-souvenir shop, adequate toilets, and parking is a mere one pound. Past the children's play area, pub, houses and a stall selling free-range eggs. Onto a footpath along a river and low there is the route to Pendle Hill. Simon warned me that, on the map, there were tight contour lines further on, meaning a steepness. But I forgot about that as, not long after we started, I sloshed and trampled about in mud and, humiliatingly, even slipped and fell. Embarrassingly, a couple shouted over, are you okay? Yes thank you, I muttered, embarrassed. S, having strided ten miles ahead, or so it seemed, headed back. I didn't know you had fallen, he apologized. I grudgingly accepted his apology. Thankfully the boots were waterproof. Anyway, no matter, I conquered the soaking wet mud which had no right to trip me up. Now to conquer the steep incline itself. I have dreams, illusions, fantasies, of walking up Scoffell Pike and Ben Nevis. Not like those crazily fit people who can do the two plus Snowden in one day. How is that even possible? No, just one at a time for me. I'm not in a rush. A friend later told me that there were other, more gradual, ways to climb up Pendle Hill. But by then it was too late. Every step was hard. It's not even a massive hill, 
1,827 feet 557 meters, but this section was grueling. I thought longingly of Fairfield Horseshoe's gradual ascent, certainly in comparison to this incline, until finally I made it. I was at the top. We walked down a more gradual route. At one point, wondering if we were going the right way. But we finally reached a stream which we followed, ambling along to Barley. A cup of tea in the cafe later and we then set off on a pendle sculpture trail. The path takes you past lower black moss reservoir and stunning scenes of pendle hill, then it's uphill, ah, more steepness, until we reach Aikenwood, located on a slope. By itself, Aikenwood is a beautiful setting, but here nature meets art, culture and history in one swoop with the sculpture trail. We meet a life-size witchfinder, spot metal bats, owl and giant spider's web and admire the Quaker tree among many other artworks. Plaques have also been created, illustrating each of the witches. If you pick up a sculpture trail leaflet, you could even take part in a competition to win a hotel stay. So two walks in one this, surprisingly pleasant, winter's day. So enjoyable that we ventured back a month later. Ironically the weather was worse in March. I fell again in the mud. Great. Why has it not dried yet? Snow fell, we turned back halfway, and then it stopped and we headed towards the hill again. The hill was as steep as last time. I was as unfit as last time. I, wimp that I am, asked if we could turn back because of the potential snow. We were about ten steps from the top at this point. We carried on. At the summit, something was preventing us from walking straight in one line, something threw Simon's hat away and he, rather comically, had to run after it, and something was trying to push us over the edge of the hill. Be warned. The hill is possessed, by a terrible gale-force wind. Thankfully, the wind and snow gradually left us alone as we tracked down the path to the cafe where a mug of refreshing tea and a slice of delicious cake awaited us. Picture courtesy of Simon Hunter